All right, we're recording. We're recording. Episode now. two: Friends talking music with beer. Yeah, long awaited episode two. Yeah. I had. We have had clamoring fans. Been a little bit of a hiatus waiting between. Yeah, waiting for this. But you know, like they say, all good things you have to wait for them. I've they heard, people, I've heard say people say that. Yeah. Um, so, so today, I guess we've got a little bit of a lineup change. Um, I guess probably going forward, it's just going to be me. Riley and uh and Matt DJ me. DJ Bloop Bloop Rusty Chains Bloop Bloop Rusty Matt Chains Mildew, <laughs> Mildew. No, I'm known by all these things <laughs> yeah man of many no names. soul no soul but yeah so but this really isn't a laughing matter though um our two other co-hosts may they rest in peace um Ankur Patel died because he was a bad vegetarian and um, Trey Divalbis was killed by a fish. Let's just uh, take a moment of silence. Yeah, so let's let's have a moment of silence to remember our, our fallen fallen friends here. Okay. Thank you so much for thank taking you. that moment of silence. Yeah, thank you. So the theme of today's <laughs> podcast is best albums of 2016 a month into 2017. 2017 yes and we know that we're late on this we're sorry but that's good i feel like we've had time to think about them everything even the ones that came out in december we got to listen to mm-hmm. um so we've all the albums have marinated yeah. by now and i guess when we say best we're talking about our our personal favorites maybe not yeah I think it's this it's is not like a objectively objectively best. the best albums, yeah. but what the albums that we liked the most, and yeah. we'll get to the criteria. We're really just baiting we... clicks with the word best. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just uh, hopefully you clicked on this and you're now a fan, and now you're stuck. Giving us that sweet, and we sweet already have your revenue. money. Yeah, um, but, but it is we... favorites because it's definitely. Yeah. If we were doing like a critically acclaimed list or mm-hmm. what I thought was the best, I'd probably do it slightly different list. Exactly. Um, I'm sure there are be- objectively better albums than the ones that we chose. Yeah. But, but these are the most important ones. To, to, to us. To specifically yeah. to us. But well, we should mention what beer we're drinking. Yeah, this is we get Friends Talking Music it. with Beer. So before we get into the music, let's talk about the beer. The beer is Green Blaze by Long Trail Brewing Company they're in at, Vermont. They're out of, yeah, they're out of Vermont. And we're at um, Beer Fest in Columbus. Yeah, we went to um, Beer Fest, was it two weekends ago? I think so, And yeah. we tried to um, sample as many beers as, that we could. This was definitely our favorite one, this, I would say yeah, for sure. Out of probably the, the, would you say we had 25 beers, I different think, beers? Yeah, mm-hmm. we were pretty fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. My parents oh, are listening. I'll, I'll cut that out. We'll cut that out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so... This is probably about halfway through our drinking experience, and we didn't find a better one. Um, for whatever reason, though, when we had it there, it was so piney and like there it was, was just so like a there, completely it's unique a, it's, hop. It's flavor. an I, yeah, I guess we yeah. should say it's an IPA. Right. It was it was such a unique like so many uh, IPAs these days are just trying to push the the boundary of the hop. Yeah. And I guess what were you calling it like a West Coast IPA? I think a lot of IPAs now kind of have a West Coast style where mm-hmm. it's very wet. Um mm-hmm. this was more of like a dry resiny yeah. IPA. It was really refreshing. And, and just with it being from Vermont, I, I specifically remember like kind of the the aesthetics of the the booth that they had set up and it was just a very like kind of outdoorsy this they're named the Long Trail because I guess there's a rather long trail in Vermont. And they're they're situated, I guess, halfway ish through it, 
and so hikers kind of stop and get a beer here um but it just kind of drinking it and smelling it kind of reminded me of like being in like a pine forest just because it had such a piney aroma yeah. and like kind of had that sap it has that aesthetic somehow yeah yeah it's so genius it was it was great when we had it there so we went and picked up a six-pack here and we're drinking it now and i guess we both came to the uh, conclusion that it doesn't taste nearly it's, the same as it's it did not then. it didn't have quite that impact <laughs> for whatever maybe reason. it's because they had brought it straight from their brewery uh, to ohio know. that day yeah. Uh, and this maybe this beer has been sitting out for uh, I don't know what it is I don't know it's not quite the same it's still a good beer it's still good though if you ever have a chance to maybe stop at their actual brewery and get it would, and hopefully yeah. it would taste the same as what if we, we ever get it we or, should go to Vermont and, and try actually yeah. get it there um, one day but it's still a good beer um, you might be able to pick it up it's it seems fairly ubiquitous around yeah larger they seem cities to be pretty popular yeah at least around the east coast midwest yeah. so. Definitely um, check it out if you get a chance. It's a good IPA. Yeah, Long Trail Brewing Company, Green Blaze IPA. All right, I think now let's get into the albums. Yeah, let's 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 jump into the albums here. So um, first, we want to talk about so the criteria. Yeah, we already mentioned a little bit. Mm-hmm. These are our favorite albums of 2016. So mm-hmm. Riley, what did it mean to you? What went into deciding what was your favorite so, album of 2016? I guess a lot of it just has to do with like you, my inner like feeling towards it, and probably the ones that not necessarily listened to the most, but these ones I probably did listen to like the most out of any albums. But also just kind of um, the ones that um, you know per- either personally affected me the most, made me think the most, made me um, kind of feel the most, or got me at least my third choice got me into kind of an entirely new music genre and kind of opened my eyes to a whole like subset of of music that I had really never explored before. So I chose that. We'll get there later. Um, But for, for reasons of just kind of broadening my musical perspective and horizons. So it really just comes down to like my gut feel of like, what did I really like the most of 2016? It wasn't super scientific. Um, it's not, like we said earlier, it's not objectively the best albums, right. but it's the ones that made me feel the best. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I especially like that that last point that you made, yeah, yeah. something that uh, like broadened your horizons in a way, mm-hmm. in a music genre. I yeah. hadn't even really thought about it in that mm-hmm. way. For me, it was, I really want to avoid like the flavor of the week album mm-hmm. of 2016. There were a lot that I'd listen to a lot or some songs that I listen to a lot like for, for a week or two and then you would drop yeah them. I want to make sure that these are so really the biggest criteria was for me was is this an album I'm going to come back to yeah in 2017 like, that's a good one too, later yeah. in my life and so I don't want to do like the big reveal but I think my number one is an album like every summer I know I'm going to listen to that listen album to for like, sure because it's just such like a good su- summer yeah. and, so, and hopefully to not give away too much you've kind of front loaded most of your list I looked and they came out in January and February of 2016 yeah and so you've definitely had a long time to uh, come back to them throughout the entire yeah and it's year. kind of interesting like really I haven't listened to these ones as much in the winter I don't think I mm-hmm. think I think two of them are more summer summer albums. Albums. Maybe it's just me longing for summer <laughs> that now. That freezing in here, January, yeah. February. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, definitely, I've had time to think about them. 
and uh, yeah, I think they're really good having let them sit for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wish I could say the same because two of mine came out in October, mm-hmm. and um, but they were I think they were just so goddamn good they beat out everything else. So um, yeah. I've had time to come back and listen to them, but just not a whole year worth of time to come back. Mm-hmm. All right, should we get into the albums now? Yeah. So the way we're gonna do this is um, we'll talk about our like Matt's third favorite album, my third favorite album, Matt's second favorite album, my second, and and so on. Can build up so um, you have to listen to yeah, the very There's surprises throughout the entire <laughs> podcast, folks. So don't don't, <laughs> don't don't leave now. Don't leave now because you're gonna be so surprised. Don't change that it's, channel. It's gonna be the best. So yeah, um, I guess it's time probably just to jump into our third favorite albums. So uh, Matt, uh, let's let's kick it off. So here. we'll start with mine, number three, "The Life of Pablo," Kanye West. All right, a bit of a divisive pick. A little bit. Like, <laughs> I feel like people, uh, like, gave it a lot of uh, flack. Mm-hmm. But I think it's still really damn good. Yeah. Uh, and I can agree with that for the most part. Um, it is a good album, and it just wasn't my favorite album. Yeah. It wasn't even my favorite, like, Kanye West album. And I remember w- when it came out... Um, I uh, just really, I, I first of all, it was hard for me to even listen to it because it came out only on um, that one music platform, and so I got kind of like, oh, I just mm-hmm. listen to it. Then I kind of forgot, and then it came out on Spotify, and I eventually listened to it again like once. Oh yeah, and I was like, uh, I guess I did just download it when it mm-hmm. came out, and I was like, yeah, illegally. There, there was like a lot. I feel like I could have picked for three. Uh-huh. What? Do you admit that you illegally downloaded this in front of Kanye West? Yes, I, I, I am an illegal citizen. <laughs> There's a lot I could have picked for three, I think. Mm-hmm. But like when I come back to my criteria, like what am I going to listen to later on? I mean, part of it is just because it's Kanye's album, but mm-hmm. I will. There's some songs that are awesome, and we'll definitely still listen to those songs. Yeah, like the overall album. I mean, I'm gonna skip some songs for sure, and yeah, I do yeah. now. But I think it's a really good summer. Mm-hmm. It's a really good summer album. I'm definitely gonna listen to it in this summer. What, what makes it such a good summer album? Um, I think it's a lot of the, uh, like soulfulness. I think is. I don't know, it just has, so like, like, a really good... Elements. The gospel is, like, a really good, like, positive vibes type as- mm-hmm. atmosphere overall. And I think that's what he was trying to do a lot. I think yeah. this was... Like I said, I think it's more of a good music album than a Kanye album. Like, after uh, a and beautiful just, dark, twisted fantasy, like, yeah. you could almost see him going completely away from hip-hop and rap. Mm-hmm. And if if he had gone like down that road, that would have made a lot of sense, I think. Yeah. But I guess for our listeners' sake, can you explain what good music is in, uh, okay. in this, in this yeah, context? Good, good music is like Kanye's like uh, group where mm-hmm. it's more like a collaborative of like it's more him trying to connect with other hip hop artists rather than just Kanye doing Kanye things. Mm-hmm. Really. <laughs> and that's what this album Kanye was. Is there's a ton yeah. of features on it. Yeah. And uh, he brought in Kendrick and Chance, like some of the, like those are probably the two hottest rappers right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this was, I think this album was a return, Kanye's return to like the hip hop community after a little hiatus from So it. you would call this more of a, a, a 
true hip hop album than anything else. Uh, for lack of a better, yeah, more than anything else, I think okay. it's hip hop because it's sure. he jumped on the trap bandwagon with this, with this. Yeah, album, yeah, so. he had, definitely has some like. Yeah. Well, I think trap is. Now you, yeah, pop. I think you were. Ex- Trap is now pop music. Yeah, yeah. Even though I think we're the talking instrumentals last night. are pretty much like any pop mm-hmm. song that isn't indie pop is mm-hmm. like instrumental or trap influenced. I yeah. think. Um, but I guess. But yeah, I think uh, so. To explain what it like, Kanye's return to hip hop. What I think I mean by that is that, um, at I b- believe Yeezus came out the same year as To Pimp a Butterfly. Okay. And basically, I think Kanye realized Kendrick made the same album but did it way better mm-hmm. and he's like i can't beat kendrick right now so i'll just <laughs> bring in kendrick we'll make yeah, another he's like yeah we'll get together can't beat him join him man. yeah mm-hmm. and those were in well i don't want to talk about this album too long but mm-hmm. i think uh yeezus was like his his uh like protest album and it his protest of what uh like it was like a societal protest. So kind of like how I To think. Pimp a Butterfly was like a, was a protest. Most of, definitely. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's how mm-hmm. I think they were similar. Um, and I think Kanye uh, thought like, well, he, he tried to do that one more on his own. Tried to mm-hmm. do like a protest album on his own. Yeah. But I think he realized like he needs, he needed more collaboration. Like really the strength of that, of the community is when you bring people together, not try to do something on your own for sure and uh, I guess I do have to say as with pretty much any Kanye West album it has some of the most prolific beats and like samples I do think Kanye is yeah. just the I think this was the best produced album mm-hmm. of the year it's, it's the, especially on I think both of our favorite songs on this album um, Ultralight Beam it's pretty genius it's just like just incredibly I Kanye, like, say what you will about the man's pers- like personality and personal life. Um, yeah, just like his ability to make great music and beats and production quality is fairly unmatched. And um, he just makes. I guess we can probably music. we can probably play a little bit of that song right now. Yeah. Um, if if uh, we don't get taken down by I don't know, Universal or Warner Brothers, whoever. <laughs> But yeah, if, if we were able to play the song, I hope that you enjoyed a little bit of the of what it sounds like there. Yeah, um, Chance Chance really mm-hmm. does take that song to a new place. Like he was really yeah. the perfect person to put on that one. Yeah, it's not it's hardly even a Kanye song, but I feel like Kanye is part of the production as much as anything. So mm-hmm. I think uh, yeah, that's that's part of what makes it great. Like overall, like it's, it's not the best Kanye album. By any means, but I don't think that makes it a bad album. No. And he, even though I think addresses it with that song, I love Kanye about mm-hmm. how like people are so clamoring for his like his old self and his old music, but yeah. he's evolved and yeah, you you have to respect that part that he's willing to go to new places every single time. Yeah, and he definitely still has that soul like gospel element. Mm-hmm. Um, the last thing I want to mention about this one was. Uh, of course he did like the iterative album type thing do you think that would be uh, like someone else will kind of use that where he changed the actual album itself like changed the actual songs where it was kind of a ongoing project for him even after he dropped it I don't know man that's interesting and I'm not sure how I feel about that because will we ever be able to listen to the first version of I just Life of Pablo. I guess you downloaded it, so you I might downloaded have it. it. So yeah. that's like the album experience that I yeah. know. 
So I, I, I don't like that overall. Yeah, but, but I mean, if you bought the physical copy, did he release a physical copy? No. Oh, so it was just streaming. purely digital. Yeah. And he could basically do whatever he wanted with it the exactly. entire time. That's, that's interesting. I think that could be an entire conversation on its own, right? We totally um, could. If nothing else, yeah. it's extremely interesting. Yeah. But I think uh, artists could use some of those concepts to, mm-hmm. I mean, even when with your number one album, like there's another kind of, it's kind of the same album, the next one that's coming out, just mm-hmm. slightly different. Yeah. So. And I would also say, like to like to interject here and say, we did see the Life of Pablo tour here in Columbus and um it was a damn good show yeah i would recommend it to anybody who could ever see him live he is quite the showman yeah um and really i wanted to see the classics more than anything yeah else. and he sang the classics he sang the new yeah. stuff he had a he would flow flew around on a magic carpet yeah. it was pretty crazy <laughs> any any of the like biggest pop mm-hmm. artists like kanye or yeah taylor swift are gonna that, do, that like, was the that was the first show. like huge arena show yeah. i've ever been to and i was i was fairly awestruck by by the entire thing yeah so. it's definitely awesome sucks that he had to cancel half the tour mm-hmm. but um i would I, maybe his next album i would definitely recommend trying to go see it yeah so i mean obviously kanye is on our radar we'll see what he does next yeah. all right let's go let's go ahead to riley's number three all right you want to introduce it yeah my number three album a little bit out of left field i actually had a fairly hard time choosing it but kind of like i said earlier this album got me into a whole new genre of music, and this is um, the band Nails with the album "You Will Never Be One of Us." It rocks. <laughs> yeah, Matt texted it me after he had listened hard. to it. He was it, like, "Dude, this album." <laughs> I was like making dinner with my headphones on, and just absolutely yeah. head banging. So, constantly. if you've never heard Nails before, um. Where would you put them on the musical spectrum genre? I just put this in the metal department. Yeah, Matt puts on metal. I put it more in the like, like beyond I, hardcore. I think it's I think it's punk hardcore. It's yeah, it's technically it's, it's like so, but it's like so like above beyond hard. It's like hard. It's, it's like hardcore is hardcore essentially. Yeah, it, Wikipedia describes it as um, power violence. Power I don't know if that means anything to anybody. So. Um, it's definitely uh, sort yeah. of a. It's Google sort of, Play calls it yeah. American hardcore punk. Okay. So I don't know. It's like, it toes. It, it's cool because they like we can talk about like where where does this fall in? It doesn't fall really into anything perfectly. They're kind of their own thing. But if you've never heard of this of Nails or this album before, um, just get ready to be punched in the motherfucking face yeah. like <laughs> when you're listening to it because it's awesome. And 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 it, that's exactly what it is. It's all of their albums just short brutal powerful something you listen to at the gym or like if you just want to get pumped up for for something or just feel like angry just let it out like um oh yeah this is a great gym album yeah. i was i was so mm-hmm. glad you introduced me to this yeah and and i guess kind of going on how this opened my eyes to another thing well first it opened my eyes to the back catalog of nails and um each of their albums is kind of different from each other while they still all adhere to that same sort of like blast blasting like hardcore music uh, like their first album is a little bit more on the punk side and then it kind of evolves more from there and to what we have today which is hmm. i think like you said a little bit more on a a metalish side I don't um, know. Yeah. yeah, I really don't know how to define yes. it, but it does. I, I apologize to all the metal fans out there who uh, <laughs> or want to like 
well, come and smite I us for, for getting this wrong. I apologize. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just not a fan of the aesthetic usually overall, but I feel like this yeah. was unique. I feel like overall the genre has been played out in a lot of ways. Yeah. Like a lot of it sounds similar to me. I mean, it's probably mm-hmm. unique and uh, if like you inspect it really closely. Yeah. But I, I felt like there was a lot of things that made this album specifically, mm-hmm. it, it differentiated itself. It was just like just produced to a point where it wasn't just like total chaos that was going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. But it's still if you like if you like to be able to understand lyrics in your music, yeah, uh, I'm sorry, these are just guttural uh, yells and yeah. screams. Um, uh, the the other part that I like about it that kind of like uh, I thought separated it from other metal that I dislike mm-hmm. was that it was not so self indulgent like it is quick songs you know it's yeah, just yeah. like it's brutal like gets to the point minute or that, less that's what it is like yeah. we don't have to except relish for the last song. yeah yeah but except for the last song the, the longest song that they've ever written. ever it's like half the length of like their first album is the, uh, the last song <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, but they but that song it transitions from yeah, different yeah. places the metal songs that i don't like are three to four minutes of the same thrashing over and over yeah, yeah. then Just what, are you, what are you what are you doing like i yeah. can't hear your lyrics anyways uh-huh uh, these are like a minute or mm-hmm. less than a minute and it's just like hardcore like get to the point mm-hmm. repeat this a few times done and that and that's all it needs to be and it's like exactly. before it out, out stays as welcome like you were saying yeah it just says what it needs to say makes you punches you in the gut and then moves on to the next gut punch like yeah. um I would and say this, so yeah and this introduced me if you if you have listened to Nails after listening to this um this introduced me to bands like um, Gate Creeper, Iron Reagan, and like I said, the rest of the Nails back catalog. If you like this kind of stuff, um, start digging a little bit deeper. There's there's other things out there that are kind of like this, um, and you know, I'm I'm slowly getting more into this type of music. It's affecting like um, sort of my uh, on like my songwriting yeah. sensibilities and things like that. It's it's awesome, and I think we're gonna see them in March here um, i would love to i would uh, awesome. yeah and hopefully we have a follow-up podcast just kind of on what that would be seeing sick. a band like nails live yeah. would be like that um, would be dope so for anybody who um kind of likes their music hard and fast and aggressive um i would highly recommend this album too definitely one of the best yeah of, of I, I would i would be more into their genre whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. overall if there was more like this you know yeah if I could find more mm-hmm. kind of a punk influence in the way that it's not yeah, punk influence indulgent, and, the, and I think Gate Creeper and, and Iron Reagan have that. And if you want to go way back, and this is these are these guys are totally kind of opposite, but like suicidal tendencies kind of are that, oh, yeah, uh, that yeah. thrash crossover yeah. metal hardcore music. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those are all those guys are all on some similar spectrums, but yeah. Did, did you have a favorite song? from this one <laughs> my my favorite was violence is forever <laughs> yeah, it just goes yeah so these, hard. these aren't um wholesome yeah. uh, tunes folks um, it, that that's one of the longer ones i think it's three minutes yeah but uh it's really damn good and it goes so hard i mean i, I, do, I do love the title track um uh i, I mean all i've never listened i've never gone and be like picked out a single song because i whenever i listen to this album it's always continuously through and sort of as a collective, so I don't know if yeah, I can true. pick out a single song. Well, it's hard to because they happen so fast. I think so that's fast. why yeah, I picked yeah, yeah. the one that was a little uh-huh. bit longer because it stood 
on its own a little bit. Yeah. But um, so yeah, that was my third album. So let's let's jump into the seconds, Matt. Number twos. Mm-hmm. My number two is Cardinal, the album Cardinal by Pine Grove. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was just a beautifully written yeah, album. Super, overall. very wordy, poignant messages. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always a huge fan of, of wordy music, and I will I will uh, initially say that I I remember when you and Trey went to go watch to like see these guys. Um, and didn't Un- unfruitfully, see them. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you told me about them. I, I went and like listened. And I probably listened to one or two songs, and I initially wrote them off, kind of as standard fare indie folk pop, kind of like what's they, the the hey, yeah. oh, like yeah. you know that those kind of guys. Um, but thankfully, after you told me that this was like your new, um, this was like your second favorite album. Um, I happily was proven wrong that this really isn't, and it's, um, I don't want to steal what you're going to say here, but it's like just super, very wordy. He's saying, like the lead singer is saying so many interesting things. Yeah. Um, it's densely, poetic. Densely packed ways, poetic yeah. music. Definitely. And it's, it's beautiful and, yeah. and kind of goes beyond that, that pop indie folk. They, that, they like, just do a yeah. smart thing of, the, really, the instrumental does take a backseat, I think. Uh-huh. If you were just to take it for the instrumental part, it does. But, but not even to downplay the instrumentals. I think they... It's really beautifully yeah. written still mm-hmm. that... But, I mean, really what the impact, what the lasting impact is, mm-hmm. his lyricism. And I think that, that properly takes a front seat. But I just like the overall aesthetics. I think the instrumental does play into the overall aesthetics of the album, which is really beautiful, I think. Yeah. Um, and there is like kind of what I thought was almost like a garage feel, like friends kind of playing in garage. It definitely like, is. They're def- they're definitely lo-fi. Yeah. I mean, maybe not lo-fi, but low lower production value. It's not uh, overproduced by yeah, any yeah. sense for sure. And um, oh, it's just like extremely nostalgic to me. I think like as being like twenty five, mm-hmm. like it is like a good nostalgia album, like longing yeah. for something in the past or thinking about your high school friends. Like, I feel like when I turn, like, 30 or something, this is an album that's going to hit even harder <laughs> me. Gonna, like, I'm going to, like, gonna gonna hurt real good. my eyes out, probably. <laughs> um, and this one, I think, is more... This has more, like, spring and fall feels to me. It feels like definitely. a little Midwestern would, in changing season ways. I would definitely say this is a, this is a fall-feeling song It's a good me. fall. But also, yeah. some of the songs, I think, are spring, like, kind of mm-hmm. a little, like, depressing, but things are changing, like, the transition yeah. part of seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, going back to my criteria, this definitely feels like one where... Just some of the lyrics are like so good that I am gonna come back to this for sure. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of lyrics, man, this has some such clever songwriting. In the song uh, "Cadmium," um, the first half is kind of um, like stream of consciousness, sort of uh, rambling prose. And one of the lyrics is um, like already severing prose. I wrote, I sing instead, and then he. I mean, probably I didn't do it justice there. Go listen to the song, but it's like I said, it starts as prose song, and then as soon as he talks about how like he's severing from the pro, severing prose, and then he's going into singing instead, the song sort of takes a tonal shift, and he starts kind of more, singing more, and kind of and it's it shifts from prose to like a a poet poetic or like song stru- like standard song structure, and ju- just clever stuff like that. Um, 
it's really smart yeah it's very smart uh a lot of a lot of um like vocabulary choices that he uses yeah. <laughs> are like you need to look get a dictionary yeah. out and be like oh that's a great word to choose for that my so, my favorite feeling. song is old friends and definitely mm-hmm. has that vocabulary aspect yeah. that we're talking about mm-hmm. but i i really like this aesthetic uh this is i believe from old friends walking mm-hmm. out on the nighttime springtime needling my way home i don't know that feels like very fall night yeah but like it, it takes you to a time springtime. and place almost gives you like a smell even like the aesthetics yeah of it really being out in the powerful. night and you can smell you can smell that night of the spring or the fall or whenever you're yeah in, you're kind of needling needling your way home like does needle that, kind of yeah uh brings up a pine needle smell like it almost mm-hmm. like it's almost such like a specific thing which man, is now you're making me feel all nostalgic dude, dude it's good man <laughs> my my favorite song was aphasia um, which okay. I guess is that the, was my favorite when yeah. I first listened to it. I think it's it's just like incredibly beautiful. Like, yeah, and it's in aphasia. Speaking of words, is like the symptom of not being able to think of the right word or, or say the yeah. right word. So it, it kind of, I guess that was That's one of his clever. fears. Yeah, exactly. So because <laughs> he hits on so many of the right words. Yeah. Um, I wanted to jump back to old friends real quick. Mm-hmm. My steps keep stiffing my grief through these solid, solipsistic moves. <laughs> I should call my parents when I think of them. I should tell my friends when I love them. That was that was my favorite lyric of the, it's of the song. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It's, so call your parents when you think of them, guys. Tell your friends you love them. And that's what we're here. That's, that's our message. That's what we're here to say, yeah. guys. Say you love us in the comments of this message. <laughs> <laughs> please tell us. Just please. Us. We need we need that. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that was my number two album of 2016. All right. My number two. Let me see how we're doing on time. My number two album of the year, um, Jeff Rosenstock's Worry. Um, damn good album. Damn good album. And it's crazy because uh, his album, We Cool, was my one of my top favorite albums of 2015. So he's just on, he's just on a roll right yeah. now. 2015 would have been an interesting list. Yeah. Because I feel like I liked a lot from 2015. And yeah, like and Hop I liked We Cool a uh-huh. lot. Exactly. And I remember you were telling me yesterday that um, we that you have, you actually might even like We Cool better than I think Worry. I still like We Cool okay. better. It's just, it's quicker. It's more mm-hmm. to the point. But now that I've listened to Worry mm-hmm. uh, fully through a couple times now, I think... Uh, I mean, I'm definitely going to come back to it. It might end up being my favorite one. Yeah. So if you don't know um, Jeff Rosenstock, he's been in the in like kind of the punk pop punk game for for a long, long time. Kind mm-hmm. of with um, bomb the music industry, and then his kind of recent um, stint with solo songwriting. And so he's fairly prolific in the scene, um, uh, and you and it and it's immediately evident with his incredibly good songwriting abilities his um he has a, his super unique voice that he's mm-hmm. sort of cultivated for himself his his storytelling ability and his lyrics everything just screams originality and he's such like a unique character in in, in punk music um i just highly recommend pretty much everything this guy does he's, yeah. he's awesome i was so happy mm-hmm. that you introduced me to jeff rosenstock yeah he's really damn good and um so, but I guess this album specifically kind of goes uh, a lo- kind of hand in hand with the the stuff he's been writing recently about 
um, sort of his displeasure, I guess, with the like the modern world and kind of what it's like to it's get older. Extremely seeing cynical. your friends, yes, yeah, extremely cynical. Seeing your friends grow up around you, getting married, buying homes, but you're still this kind of washed up like punk, um, rock punk, punk rocker who's in his thirties yeah. now. Um, and like, you don't have kids and, yeah, and that by itself. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's just like, a so he's sort of, he's very astute and, and has cre- incredible observations about like the world around him. Yeah. Um, a lot of them, even though the, these songs are kind of poppy or upbeat in a way, if you listen to the lyrics, they're they're very sad, it's very all cynical. cynical. Um, I would say so that's some of, the like theme. especially the song the song like uh, the about I would I'll I'll put in the name of it here later. But um, looking through the window of your old apartment, like imagining the old you walking through, just kind of like reminiscing mm-hmm. about the days gone by, and like things are things are just changing now, and they're not the, they're not as the familiar and the warm and the pleasant uh you know emotions of old yeah and um he just kind of goes through that and um i i mean i, I don't think i could do it justice like explaining too much here just go out and listen to the album yeah. hold up the we, lyric sheet you, you could do like a whole podcast on just this album yeah, to exactly. really get into the nitty-gritty of yeah. it um but as far as like a technical um take on the album uh, Jeff's Jeff's voice really just dominates the entire mix, and uh, I think that's great. I think he has such a unique singing voice, and is able to kind of crescendo. And for me, I I don't know. I guess I call him like goosebump feels or whatever. Like mm-hmm. whatever music like crescendos or hits like a a, a particularly impassioned um, part, which Jeff always gives off like incredible passion in his singing. Yeah. Like I just get goosebumps throughout this entire album. Um, uh, I think to hit on that point, yeah. the what I liked about We Cool is some of the impact stuff was like instrumentation, yeah. like a guitar solo or yeah, something. Yeah, and there's and that, that continues into this album though too. There's yeah. there's so I many. I think this one. Uh, mm-hmm. I think We Cool. Uh, I, I had expectations for Worry because of We Cool was like it, that's something I can listen to at the gym. Like uh-huh. a lot of songs are just fast up pace like the entire yeah. time. We or worry has like a really good like ebb and flow, and it it's does. it's good for mm-hmm. for that. It's not like necessarily a gym album, so I think mm-hmm. it was breaking my expectations. But yeah. it's really brilliant the way he kind of like yeah. builds energy, brings it back, brings it back up. Yeah, especially really I think a great example of that is the song "Blast Damage Days." Mm-hmm. Uh, if we can play a little bit of clip of that, I would put it in here. just ebbs and flows so well and kind of gets to that crescendo point but then the interesting thing about after that song it kind of <laughs> jeff does this crazy thing where he basically puts a mini concept album into this album as a whole the, the entire second half is kind of like a seamless um transitionless uh con- i guess like i said a concept album of maybe what it's like to get evicted or like living in a place and not knowing like if you're going to get kicked out and and what that feeling is like and um it's just so brilliantly done and it has like fast-paced punk songs it has a like ska punk song in there oh yeah it's got like ballads it's um he does such like a, a great job of varying the type of music that he has in this album 
And then, given that even that it has this like sub album inside of it, is it? It's just uh, incredible. Yeah, I think a, he ha- I think he has some Scott influences in his background. Mm-hmm. Like he's been around so long, I think he started yeah. as Scott Punk, but I might be wrong. Okay. Um, but yeah, if I had one criticism, or mm-hmm. maybe why I didn't uh, didn't immediately get into worry was that. It's it's a long like seventeen songs I think it is long it's long mm-hmm. you know you kind of have to be in it for the long haul yeah but it I mean it really does flow together well like it's well put together and it's really like you're saying with the concept album it doesn't get out of hand really mm-hmm. you know that's kind of like a, a yeah. genius thing that he did mm-hmm. so it's just super unique album I think one of the most unique punk albums of 2016 if not yeah. the last several years yeah um it's really interesting too i think my favorite song was festival song yeah festival which song is, is like awesome. supposed to be uh yeah, they, like it's supposed to hit on my millennial yeah, like sensibility it does yeah, yeah. <laughs> it actually it's does like, give me the song of the american dorm room yeah, yeah it's like but yeah um definitely if you're if you're a single yeah. asshole go listen to this music i, I think <laughs> i think i when i first listened to jeff rosenstock and i think even in this one it has like a little bit a little bit of that like synth punk kind of like um yeah it definitely has the keys in it yeah and it's like i think i told you when i first listened to him it sounded like my friend's band mm-hmm. and they they were like uh oh i don't know but they were like very like synth based uh rock okay and he that he has that element of that and for whatever reason that's like a that catches my interest for sure. Tickles your fancy. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so, uh, just a little bit. <laughs> just a little tickle. All right. <laughs> On that note, we are uh, moving into the long-awaited top album. Favorite album. Of the year. 2016. Matt Miller, what is your favorite album? Malibu by Anderson Pock. I think we just said it. Yeah, so that's how we pronounce, that's what we'll pronounce his name. Anderson Pock. Anderson Pock. Malibu. This was mm-hmm. like critically acclaimed album I think you know a lot of people said that they liked it a lot but I mm-hmm. think it's just damn good and when I think back to my criteria uh, like what albums from 2016 am I gonna still listen to later in my life I think I can't even like imagine not listening to this in the summer now really like it's just like embedded into me mm-hmm. like some of the songs for sure are just like they're staples for me mm-hmm. and I think that was uh definitely one of the main reasons that i picked it like it just brings like the album title is called malibu it has like a summer feel like it's just so like a specific like time and place like it's just so evocative of a certain specific emotion i think that's like a lot harder than uh like people typically appreciate trying to just nail down on like a a summer Malibu type feel of a certain place, a certain mm-hmm. season. And I think it does that ex- like geniusly. Um, it has a lot of like funk, like blues, jazz, like R and B vibes. Tons of tons of different Hip-hop. like things just meshed it's in together. So many things. Like I think yeah. just like instrumentally wise, it's like so genius. Yeah, and and I remember when I was describing it to you when I first listened to it, I I, I said it was like the most lush like album i had heard in quite some time yeah this like the production value and all these different like elements just coming in just create this like uh this like explosion of like just beautiful like just rich and full and like just lush sound it's it's it's, it's a really good word it really embellishes Mm -hmm. a lot of the music behind it 
Um, yeah, there's so many good songs from it. Like to even pick a favorite mm-hmm. uh, was pretty hard. But I I thought Hard Don't Stand a Chance was just like the prettiest, like um, probably the most like R and B. It's just like it's so yeah. beautiful. And I I liked uh, the season carry me was was my yeah, favorite that's album. another really damn good one. um especially when you're talking about like summertime he he has a lyric about like it's it's strawberry season or whatever yeah. and like my love is is like coming back to me when i wish i had a lyric sheet in front of me but yeah it just definitely gives me those summertime feels yeah i mean yeah like lyrically like that's mm-hmm. typically your first perspective yeah what did you think i thought that i thought so i had never listened to anderson pock before i know that he's been like a very up and coming recently he's incredibly critically acclaimed but i also am not a huge fan of i maybe not a huge fan but i don't seek out this genre i don't seek yeah. out r&b or kind of like rap r&b too much and so i never really gave him a chance to to like win me over essentially mm-hmm. um but the first time i listened to it i had a lyric sheet open and yeah just reading down it i think he is an incredible lyricist and so even though this this album isn't up my alley uh kind of historically mm-hmm. um i can definitely see picking out some of my favorite songs and listening to them like yeah. uh, down the road here so six years old i saw my first pair of jordans oh yeah and that whole song yeah carry it's, me yeah. like i don't want i don't want to get my jordans dirty yeah um it's good man mm-hmm. uh, i don't really know i can't remember like how i found out about him probably maybe the tiny desk concert was maybe yeah. One of the first times I saw him, like, definitely the live experience. Like, I haven't seen him live personally, but the live videos I've seen, like, they're just really good at playing music. Mm-hmm. And that definitely, I think, played into one of the reasons this was my favorite. Like, I think all that kind of went into yeah. it for me. Also, just from a, like, uh, aesthetic, uh, we keep using that word, but, like, the aesthetics of his his voice, I think, are incredible. Um, I really love yeah, kind of that raspy unique uh yeah. he can he can do the sing kind of like chance the rapper he can do the singing incredibly well and he can do rapping incredibly well um he's a genius musician probably should have like started with this but yeah he he drums on the album he's a drummer so he started as a session drummer like that's like his background like he's yeah. been a, he's like jeff rosensock he's a mm-hmm. lifer musician yeah you know even when he was dead broke he was just doing still music doing he's music. like still trying yeah. to make it that way eventually just like worked his way up as from like a session drummers like actually i can sing i can rap yeah, he, a little bit he raps and plays the drums himself. at the same time which i didn't it's, know yeah. it is impressive that's now. like part of the live yeah. uh, you know really is element it? that's pretty genius yeah, i'm sure his tour is already over for this is it yeah okay well yeah i haven't seen any tour dates for him but it would be amazing to see him live i don't i haven't seen him like on any like festival lineups or anything either so mm-hmm. i don't know what he's doing but he's just a really good he's a really good musician this album kind of put him on the map i think for sure yeah. but i think deservedly so like i'm i'm just like so happy for this dude he just <laughs> seems like such a positive guy like yeah, I, yeah. I, now that i listened to the album was i loved it so much mm-hmm. i listened to a lot of his like interviews and stuff and i just he just seems like a super positive dude he seems like a great person to root for yeah so that sure. kind of like element of the music i do <laughs> like, like from a, a lot personal too. like from a personal like, this, this dude is just cool like, i want to cool i want to root for him yeah I, yeah I will rap with anderson for sure <laughs> well hopefully he listens to this man you'd be part of his pack that would be amazing <laughs> if you were <laughs> that's all i really had to say for that one that's you my just number so one i mean album. it was 
So, I mean, naming this as your favorite album of 2016, that's a big thing. It's just... I feel, com- just, I feel very comfortable mm-hmm. because some of these songs, I think, are really great. Like, really amazing. Mm-hmm. And definitely a lot of the songs I'll come back to when, like... Like I said, like, I even, when I listen to the album, like, I'll skip some songs, I'll jump through. But all of them are really good. Mm-hmm. And when I do listen to it, I usually find one like, oh, why didn't I listen to that more closely before? Yeah. So I always find that's ones to I, come I back definitely to. want to go back and, and, and re listen to all these and, and yeah, definitely I have an experience. Yeah, like, oh, I, I, I didn't think catch that's that the a, first time. I think I think that's a sign of a really good album that mm-hmm. even when uh, you might skip some songs when you do go back to mm-hmm. it, you're like, oh god, it's, why it's, was I skipping this? Because it's got so many layers. Yeah, yeah, it takes a little time to digest them all. The, and they're like, like I said, like he blends so many genres. Like if you're not in a mood for like the R and B side, you skip mm-hmm. the, through those, but you come back to it and you might that might hit really hard the next time you listen to yeah. it. So, so I mean, spring's coming up here pretty soon. I'm gonna be it's, back it's gonna on be it. A, yeah. Even today it was sunny outside, and I was yeah. listening. I was like, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> This is All nice. Right. Yeah, so in, I, I gave Malibu my seal of approval even as a not R&B fan. So anybody yeah, else out there who doesn't like this genre of music too often, definitely give it a shot, man. It's, it's, it is a good album. It's for sure worth listening to, if nothing else. Yeah. But yeah, I loved it a lot. That's mm-hmm. my number one, Malibu. All right. So. All right, so the big reveal, Riley number one album of 2016 right. I know you guys have all been waiting for it fans have been clamoring I, f- I feel like if you know my musical taste this probably doesn't come as a shock to anybody but my number one album is Connor Oberst's Ruminations it's very good it's, it's really it's pretty good. and I I am a huge sucker for sad music I've I've loved Connor kind of just like Jeff Rose Connor Oberst has been a lifetime musician mm-hmm. and I have really dug most things that he's done yeah um kind of starting with bright eyes then kind of going into um into bright eyes back catalog then sort of like his solo stuff and then things that he's been featured on he's just a prolific artist just as much as jeff rosenstock is Mm um amazing singer songwriter um if you don't know connor oberst definitely start with with his earlier uh, Bright Eyes album yeah. just start digging in I, I didn't know him yeah if you love lyrically dense um, I, I know he's I know this is a kind of a worn out comparison but like um, Bob Dylan-esque yeah I literally yeah, wrote yeah. that mm-hmm. I have you can look at it man you can read it I, Bob I, Dylan-esque I verify with a, that with a quakey voice <laughs> I, I verify that Matt has written this in his notebook that was the first note I took yeah so but yeah just incredible like the bob dylan of our generation is usually what he's compared to it's pretty for, for better or worse um, yeah i mean definitely like he uses the same yeah. the guitar harmonica combo yeah well i think we'll, it's, we'll, we'll get into okay, it. yeah, we'll yeah. Get into it. Okay, but um yeah. i kind of want to give a little bit of context before um so i, I the later bright eyes stuff and then his desaparecidos latest album i wasn't a huge fan of and also his his newest um, solo work I wasn't a huge fan of so when this album came out I was like uh, I want like he has a bit of a yeah street. I was like I was like I wonder what this is gonna be like but yeah. it it knocked my freaking socks off man um, it's a little context on the album uh, Connor had just gotten through a a falsely claimed um, sort of sexual um, lawsuit against him like sexual um, like harassment, like you, abuse. yeah sexual like harassment abuse assault. Assault, assault lawsuit that was 
um, falsely um, accused against him by a, a kind of crazy fan who eventually recused herself of, of that of that um, charge. She said she made it up. And But during that time, like he lost a lot of contact with friends and family and fans, and a lot of people online were hating on him and saying like he was a horrible person, even though he was uh, innocent in this, all this. And then he was also diagnosed with a brain cyst around the same time. So his life wasn't going so great. So Double combo. Yeah, double the, whammy. The wombo combo of life <laughs> got him. Yeah. Um, and so he, I guess, locked himself away and, and wrote this incredibly beautiful, sad, sad, sad album. Incredibly and, sad. And it's so stripped down. There, I listened to um, Mark Marin's podcast, WTF, highly recommended if you've never heard it. But he does a Connor Oberst interview where Connor, I think, essentially says uh, that all of his songs, like his songwriting philosophy, is that they should all be able to be broken down with basically basically just a guitar and a voice, which is exactly what he does on this. Strips away everything. Actually, so a- actually, I read that he had planned to do a full. Uh, instrumentation and mm-hmm. that one's been announced so that will be the salutation the salutations which is the next album that'll have the yeah. full band but okay. this one was he wrote it with just the stripped down versions mm-hmm. and his like the people that he brought it to friends and family were like this is so damn good just yeah, by yeah. itself so he released that one it's just stripped down okay mm-hmm. nice so yeah it's just his voice a piano a guitar and a harmonica for each song essentially yeah and um there's only one part where I can think that there's some sort of uh, like production trickery, um, but other than that, it's it it's just feels purely so simple and just pure, s- yeah. simple. And in but in like and it's been done before, like Bob Dylan, like yeah. is known for his guitar. Or it's his not piano. like you're not breaking the mold by but, playing a piano. But he does it in such a Connor Oberst way that he makes it his own, essentially, yeah. which I love. And kind of like I've been saying throughout this entire podcast. Like the the lyrics, man, are just um, out of suicidal. This... <laughs> yeah, I guess you could say suicidal, no. but um, just out of this. But they def- they definitely are for for every for so well. He's such a master of crafting a a song with and, and putting all the pieces together in in such a way that it's uniquely Connor Oberst and also like kind of like mind opening and eye opening mm-hmm. and and. It just amazing throughout. Um, I know I'm just kind of like, just rambling about yeah. yeah so this. so one thing um, I so like like I said I didn't mm-hmm. know about Connor Oberst at all. Mm-hmm. So the fame part I I feel like yeah. the the two main themes that run run through his album are with suicidal. It's undeniably like yeah. very depressing, borderline mm-hmm. suicidal. And then he a lot of it is about like fame and dealing with like yeah dealing with the backlash. being a famous person so i that part of it i didn't really get until you told me the backstory like yeah, yeah i didn't know how famous he was but now that now that i understand that part of it, mm-hmm. it that totally makes sense for a lot of the other songs that i didn't yeah. really understand at first and it's and just like most other connor over things it's you you pretty much have to believe that that all of these songs are like autobiographical a lot of times, even though he's not explicitly saying "this is me," you you pretty much understand that this is that this is Connor talking as the narrator. And um, if you love sad music, man, this is winter's not quite over yet. Just <laughs> pop this bad boy in, man. 
tuck yourself into a blanket and yeah. just feel sad. I, I think this is like a um like Midwest yeah, kind of album Midwest, in, in that Midwest way. Midwest winter That's, just gray. Mm-hmm. Um it's not like stripped down. <laughs> like, just yeah. stripped down, bare bones. Uh, like it's not uh Midwestern like industrial sense. Like I think we we're yeah. talking about like the Menzingers is I feel like yeah. it's, it's more like industrial and like mm-hmm. Cleveland Cloud Nothings is more like yeah. Cleveland industrial. This is more like uh, and more west of Midwest because he's. It's from, funny. It's she's from Omaha, Nebraska. He's from Omaha, and this Nebraska. is where this is where this was written and I believe recorded was in a winter in Omaha, Nebraska. That, yeah. yeah, that totally comes <laughs> yeah, through. Exactly. Yeah, that totally comes through because it's more like of mm-hmm. a uh, like farm mid farm Midwestern yeah. album, but it definitely has the same kind of like mm-hmm. vibes of like trying to break out of that whatever yeah. you know that kind of containment that you feel exactly. Um, but going back to our criteria, this was definitely the album that made me think and um, feel the most. Um, Certainly, a lot of feels. Yeah, just just every kind of kind of feel feeling is on display here. Every emotion is on display, and Connor like does not hold back at all. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of like feed off of that, and 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 kind of interject myself or, or whatnot and um I, I, I beyond that i can't do the album justice talking because it is so bare bones and so stripped back like i think you just need to go listen to it to yourself yeah and, and kind of make up your own i make up your own mind about it mm-hmm. um personally my favorite instrument i think is harmonica mm-hmm. and he absolutely wails on it yeah, in exactly. a way that it's just like i, I don't know that hits me Mm-hmm. Like not like nothing else really does. Yeah, and there, there's a YouTube video out there of him. Uh, it's I believe it's for NPR doing the entire uh, album on tour. Yeah, I highly recommend watching it. You can see the emotion and the like, just the raw passion that goes into this music, and um, that that's that's kind of I guess really what it boils down to. It's just raw emotion, passion, lyrical prowess. Um, densely compact into this beautiful album and yeah I, I highly recommend it to anybody who isn't is a fan of of that kind of music so most definitely my my favorite thing that affected me the most even though it's only been out for a few months i've i've had it on repeat since day one so the riley web seal of approval riley web seal of approval man not many things can get that so that was ruminations by yeah. Connor Roberts. ruminations so now you want to do uh just some honorable mentions that didn't make the list but almost made the list yeah um real quick i wish i had a little bit more prepared for the honorable mentions but yeah let's, let's... well i'll mention a lot of just albums that came out and then you can uh yeah, jump yeah. in i guess against me Against Me definitely was an honorable mention yeah. for me. I like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. Even uh, that was that was a really good album. Shapeshift uh, with me. Yeah, by Against Me. Uh, the Dream Is Over by Pup. That was another Canadian good one that punk, I put on my Canadian list. punk rock band. Mm-hmm. Um, also a great one. That was a contender for my number three. But yeah, that Matt, if you want to like kind of start naming some albums, the other ones, uh, Schmilko by Wilco, I liked as a Actually, Wilco I didn't, fan. I did not listen to that. I liked it as a Wilco fan. Uh, mm-hmm. Pew pew pew. pew. <laughs> I, I told what? You, I told you. I, I tried <laughs> yeah, to write it. Yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, I told you about it. But that's a good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they sound a lot like Diarrhea yeah. Planet. It's really cool. <laughs> for fans who may not know. Diarrhea just Planet like, is just a Google. It. Just Google Diarrhea Planet as yeah. well. Uh, oh, I got one. Um, before a million universes, but big ups. 
Uh, oh, okay. it, that's, I, that had fallen off my radar. Because that one, I, I wasn't a huge fan at first, but they released their Audio Tree live version mm-hmm. of a few of those songs, which really it sparked my interest yeah. back into that album, or, or at least into the live versions of that uh-huh. song. And I think, I think maybe the production on Before a Million Universes, the the studio release, um, kind of let it down. Yeah. The production on this Audio Tree live version was so good um i would i would if you haven't yeah. gone and listened to those versions yeah, of the song, you, should go, you could, should go check that out um telephone by no name a rapper from chicago she was the uh, i think i mm-hmm. uh mentioned that one she's the uh girl chance the rapper the girl, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, you yeah, said yeah. but that, it's a good album <laughs> yeah um oh I, I got one go ahead this isn't necessarily an album it's an ep um riggle by clipping Okay. Um, I'll write that one down. Yeah, it's um, a, I'm not a huge rap guy, but this when this um, came out, I had it on repeat for for weeks and weeks on end. If you're into kind of like cerebral rap, even though this gets yeah. like per, I, this, just given like the title "Wriggle," um, it's it's like purposefully kind of raunchy and purposefully provocative and purposefully. Um, kind of ratchet, but yeah. it's it like does it in a tasteful way. Yeah. So there was there was some good rap mm-hmm. that came out. I thought mm-hmm. uh, Kendrick's Untitled Unmastered. I thought was really good. It was just oh. his backtracks, basically. Yeah, exactly. I've, I heard a lot of good things about that. They were damn good. Um, Danny Brown, Danny Atrocity Brown. Exhibition. Yeah, I like that. Also, one too. A super good experimental hip hop. Yeah. A Good Night in the Ghetto by Kamaya is a really good rap album. Okay. She's a girl rapper. Uh, it is like, um, it's it's not trap. It, it has like a lot of different genre influences, but it's really good. Mm. Bottomless Pit, Death Grips. Okay, um, I didn't listen For to all the one. Death Grips fans out there, people who don't like Death Grips, this is, I know a lot of their music isn't the most accessible but this is probably their most or second most accessible album. So if you're looking to get into Death Grips or you've never heard them and want a good jumping off point, uh, Bottomless Pit by Death Grips is a great place to start. And we would be remiss to not mention a Coloring Book, I think, by Chance the Rapper. Mm-hmm. If we're talking about hip-hop albums. Yep. I mean, that was good. It's not my, I liked Acid so much more. Uh, yeah, Acid Rap was, was Acid such an amazing album. So good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I have to mention that one. For uh, twenty two a million by Bonnie Vera was very close to being my number three. Really, I, I was not. A, I, I guess I, I was still not a huge fan of Bonnie. He Vera. has like the, some of the Kanye like mm-hmm. uh, voice effects, but I liked it a lot. Um, I know I mentioned them in my nails review, but Gate Creepers, mm-hmm. Sonoran Deprivation, <laughs> another <laughs> quite the title for an album, um, but kind of again with that thrash crossover hardcore punk metal sort of genre music a great a great one to 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 look into yeah so (coughs) those are really my honorable mentions of just pure favorites but i mean looking at 2016 a whole i feel like we have to mention lemonade by beyonce that that was pretty much tops on most people's yeah i know lemonade and wasn't um blonde too by uh, blonde by uh Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean, yeah. I, I like that one. <laughs> Both of those I listened to once and I was like, yeah, these are really good, but I didn't yeah, listen to I was, them again. I was the same way. I, like I said, uh, R&B doesn't always do it for me, mm-hmm. so. That's fair. Oh, one, I, oh, I should have mentioned this earlier, but uh, Higher Power by The Dirty Nil. That was my favorite 
besides Jeff Rosenthal, that was my favorite rap album of twenty. Or, uh, besides Jeff Rosenthal, punk album, punk album of twenty sixteen. Okay. Sorry. Um, my last honorable mention I would have to say is Weezer's White album. Mm-hmm. Um, their Weezer's coming back in a strong way, man. Uh, their album before that, uh, Everything Will Be All Right in the End, I really loved. Yeah. Um, and White album was also excellent. Um, I think they're having a return to form here. And uh, if you've written off Weezer because of their kind of um, down, I guess I'd say downturn or lack of quality in the past 10 years, mm-hmm. uh, definitely check out these last two albums, man. They're awesome. Um, and uh, another couple that we probably have to mention, Radiohead came out with a new oh, album. Oh, yeah, Radiohead. That was... I did like that one. I, was, I haven't... But again, it's I listened to it once and I was like, yeah. "That's good." But I'm sure I, come yeah, back I need to, to listen it. to it again. But I, the last two, this album and, and King of Limbs have not been really yeah. haven't really done it for me. That one was a moon shaped pool. Yeah. Um. I mean, David Bowie died in 2016. Yeah. I listen. I think I listened to that one once. Uh, the Solange album. We got lots of honorable mentions, Matt. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, these are more like <laughs> ones that came up on the list. Yeah, it's, For uh, me, personally, yeah. I didn't even listen to this launch one. Okay. I listened to James Blake once. Like That was another one that, that I listened to once. Uh, car Seat Headrest is another one that I came yeah, up Yeah, I don't like Car Seat. I'm not a fan of the Car we're Seat We're both headrest, not a fan. So many people yeah, love that. Yeah. Um, anyway, I think we're getting a little off topic with honorable mentions when we start talking about albums I, that we I'm really, like. I'm really trying to get into just... Uh, 2016 in general. Oh, oh, so yeah, okay. So 2016 in general. Is there anything yeah. else you want to add? 2016. I think 2016 was a great year for music. Truthfully, um, one I of the better ones good. in yeah. the past few years. Like some of the big, big. Tw- I, I remember, I, I remember, I said that about 2015. Like, oh, this is such a great year for mm-hmm. music. 2016 really continued that that um, yeah, that streak. And then 2017, hopefully, it's looking the same, man. Like, what do you? Uh, what especially do we for us personally, like. The Cloud Nothings came yeah, out. Yeah, Cloud Nothings just came out with a pretty decent album. The Menzingers, Menzingers came out with a, came really out with a really very good album. Good album. Um, That's a good start. Just right off in January and February. Yeah, like, those aren't like big artists probably that are yeah mainstream, at least not mainstream big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those are... Uh, yeah, at least in kind of the pop, the pop punk or punk or emo yeah, scenes. For, for, you, for our aesthetics and what we yeah, listen yeah, yeah. to, those are two really important ones. So, but I think... 2017 kind of what else is on the horizon here what else are we looking for I'm not sure um uh, Gorillaz is Gorillaz possibly um uh, Arcade Fire they had a new single recently oh you weren't if Trey hadn't been killed by that fish um maybe he would be here to talk about it so (laughs) (laughs) son of a bitch fish but um I really haven't been on the radar of what is supposed to come out in 2017 though Okay. Too much. Yeah. Is there anything that if uh, like you wish this band would come out with another album in 2017? Do you have any wish list? Wish a wish, wish list. list album. I was really. I mean, Menzingers was a huge one. They've already have. They've already gone yeah. through with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but any band that has taken a while to release a new album. Mine. I, I just want to yeah, mention this because yeah, of mine. Yeah. Radiator Hospital. Like, would love for uh, that would be. Yeah, that would be excellent too. I would love for them to do a new one. That'd be so awesome. Um, yeah, just uh, like on the spot, off the top of my head, trying to think of bands that I would love for to, Missy Elliott. 
Yeah, she came out with a new song. I told you. Yeah, I would love Missy Elliott to come out with a new album. It's been Um, too long. I think she will. Yeah. I don't know anything about that inside info. (laughs) Breaking news. Yeah, Matt doesn't know anything about it, guys. Sorry. (laughs) That that would be dope, though, Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, Yeah, I don't know who else. We'll just see. I usually just wait. Yeah, and see. I kind of, yeah, I kind of just. Then everything's a pleasant surprise. It's like, oh, nice, dude. Yeah, new uh, Nirvana. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was shocking. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think uh, I think we're gonna wrap this podcast up here. I think yeah. we, we got it out. This if you, um, yeah, a fun 2016 wrap up. It's it was good. Fun, good to finally talk about. Yeah, it. it's good to talk about it. We're sorry about the the long wait between the two. Uh, podcasts. Yeah, I know. We really have to apologize. <laughs> yeah, that was a big. I'm really really sorry. Ten people that listened to the first <laughs> one. But yeah, um, I think there is going to be we, some more podcasts be, coming up here we in the might future. Be back soon, you know? yeah. I think this will be much more a regular thing with uh, with the with our new like location with the new lineup and, and the, the new lineup. Unfortunate tragic deaths. The tragic the tragic deaths. Yet um, they worked out in the but end. But inevitable. So, yeah, inevitable. And rest in peace, guys. All right. Anyway. That was, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> All two people. Yeah, <laughs> we really we really appreciate it. Um, but yeah, so give these albums a listen, comment what you guys think about them, and uh, we'll we'll hopefully do some more of these in the future. Yep. All Peace right. Peace out. See you guys. Nice. <laughs>